Hi friends, I'm Candy Cane Green, aka Andy Green, and today I'm sharing with you an episode of my other show, Movies with Friends, where I talk about the magic and melancholy of Christmas with Naked Man pilot guest Kyle Dickinson, in the context of the 1984 BBC adaptation of Charles Dickens's A Christmas Carol. While it wasn't planned as a Naked Man episode, after editing it, it felt like it belonged here, and I hope you feel the same way, because this is the Naked Man Podcast. Donner Blitzen, yeah, uh, Comet and Cupid, yeah, okay. 
Uh, and also uh, starring George C. Scott. If I could work my will, every idiot who goes about with Merry Christmas on his lips should be boiled in his own pudding <laughs> and buried with a stake of holly through his heart. Sorry. And his eyebrows. Oh, and, and just great side hair. Mm -hmm. Incredible side hair. Like, that's and how when you jumps. The more you get, I think the older yeah. you get, like, the hair just grows this way. <laughs> and that's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> like, it doesn't grow up anyway. It just goes like this. <laughs> Um, and yeah, uh, and I think there's also Joanne Whaley shows up as uh, his sister, future uh, wife of Val Kilmer. That's yeah, what yeah, and, and mother of their children. Um, and there's a couple. Oh, David Warner as Bob Cratchit. You'll be there one day, playing with the other children. I'm quite sure I will. He it's, was fantastic. He was fantastic. He's sort of an older Bob Cratchit than I feel like we normally get. Or at least in my... Well, interesting. In my mind's eye, Bob Cratchit's sort of younger. I don't know yeah, why that is. I, I get I get where you're coming from. And, and, like, maybe that, too, is that just, like, in the 1800s, you didn't live as long, so he <laughs> normally is a little bit younger. <laughs> yeah. Even though he has, like, seven kids. That's true. Yeah, no, I think that makes sense. Uh, and but before we go any further, uh, and, and and once you have dialed up a Christmas Carol on Hulu or uh, Tubi, it's on a bunch of different things. Christmas Plus channel on Roku. Uh, we are actually going to enjoy. Would you like to enjoy with me a smoking bishop? Absolutely. I've been so excited about this since uh, you told me about it. Yeah, it was smoking when we started, but now. Plank here. I'll do a, a, a drive-by for camera. It's a, a beautiful um, plum sheen. Yeah, plum sheen. That's a, that would be a great character name. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie's like... Oh shit, you oh, almost sat on a knife. I almost sat on a knife. It'd be uh, Christmas is cancelled at that point. Whoa. That's strong. Okay, yes, so yeah, yes. so a smoking bishop is mentioned in a Christmas Carol. It's kind of like a holiday punch type of a thing. It's kind of like mulled wine. This has Cloudline Pinot Noir, one recommended by my sister, uh, 2019 out of the Willamette Valley in Oregon. Probably too good of a bottle of wine to be besmirched <laughs> with sugar roasted. And, and roasted in and in cinnamon, cardamom. Lemon, because we couldn't get Seville uh, uh, oranges, sorry, or Sevilla oranges. Uh, and then this port that's also too nice to be in here. This is the Taylor Fladgate Select Reserve Porto. It's a ruby port. But I'm worth it. Kyle is worth it. It was an excuse to be like, I mean, if I'm going to do this, I want to do it right, you know? Yeah. yeah this is and, great. And yeah, you're picking chunks out. Which well, is yeah, good. well, that's the cardamom, um, mm. whatever you call those. Pods. pods. The cardamom pods, yes. The dehydrated cardamom pod. Um, so is this the second Christmas Christmas Carol we've watched together? Yeah. It feels like we've had more. But I, I know. We just talk about it a lot. Yeah, we do talk about it a lot. Because there are so many versions of it, too. So if I forget even, like, when we were talking about it earlier, I was like, I actually haven't seen that many of them. Uh, but in the past couple of years, it's just become this thing that I want to be a part of, the, the tradition of A Christmas Carol. Um, and we went and saw um, a one-man show version of it with this actor, Jeffrey Mays. Jefferson. Uh, Jefferson Mays, yes, yeah, sorry. Um, 
at the, um, what's the name of the, the Geffen Theater? Oh, the, Geffen. the Geffen Playhouse yes. um, in uh, Westwood. Light flashed up in the room upon the instant, and the curtains of his bed were drawn. The curtains of his bed were drawn aside, I tell you, by a hand. Scrooge found himself face to face with a strange figure. And it was also just so cool to see a one-man show. When it's good, those are just incredible. Yeah, the, the sheer inventiveness of, of the show was kind of, not, not that it, you know, sparked me enough or, like, you know, kicked me enough to do something about it, but, like, it really, like, gets your creative mind going. Well, it's, especially in seeing his passion for it. It made me think that there's a future somewhere where I will do a one-man Rudolph. <laughs> yeah. Really? I've thought about it. Yeah, I've thought about that. I, have, I don't know how that works exactly, but, like, I've, I've had that thought. I, I was thinking, has somebody done a live-action version of Rudolph? They, there isn't, like, what looks to me, I haven't seen it, like a, a bad version of a musical that you like you could go and see. Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer had a very shiny nose and if you ever saw it you wouldn't say it goes. But I haven't okay. seen it, sorry, I don't know. But also I just realized, well A we're talking about not the Christmas Carol that we watched, but also we have something even more exciting. This was on fire earlier, just like this was smoking. <laughs> um, this, it's still warm. This isn't going to look very appetizing, but it never did. <laughs> Especially not in the movie. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. This looks better than uh, Mrs. Cratchit's version. <laughs> this is a figgy pudding, a Christmas pudding, because it's Christmas time. And uh, I got this from Rose Tree Cottage, as you will know from, uh, recognize the name from the Love Actually episode. It's this uh, British tea house place with all sorts of trinkets and British supplies, vittles. Vittles. Uh, and... I asked her if there was any place in L.A. that, like, makes a really good figgy pudding, and she laughed at me and said, no, no, you don't get it fresh. Like, she just handed me this thing in a plastic tin and was like, this is what you want. Like, you, normally they make it, like, three months in advance, and they refrigerate it or freeze it, and then they bring it out because it's, like, a very intense thing, I think, and also it's just not, it's not a make-it-the-day-of kind of a dessert, which sort of seems weird. Um, and, yeah, think about, like, um, fruitcake. It's not fruitcake, but, like, think about how unappetizing and, like, probably sitting around forever, like, fruitcake would have been. And I think about, yeah, that makes sense in the 1800s or whenever these traditions started. That's true. Yeah, because it needs to be able to last a while, right? Yes, we don't yeah. have all these different things that can... But also, it's funny that you mentioned fruitcake because I, I disparaged it in our Hanukkah episode, our Hanukkah yeah. special, but... She, I, and I mentioned it to her, because she had fruitcake and she was talking about it. I was like, I've never liked fruitcake. And then she's like, one second. And she like, what goes off and serves the fruitcake that they have. Yeah. And it was fucking great. I bet. I bet it you was, get it the way you're supposed to get it. Yeah. Because yeah. like, I think in my head it's always dry or like it feels like, it's not biscotti at all, but it just sort of isn't what I ever want as a dessert. Is this like a moist one? This was moist. Yeah. And, and I think it's going to be kind of similar to this. I think so too. Yeah. I don't know how we're going to do this, but I was just sort of going to chop it. Yeah. It's too big for, I think, us each having a half or do you want to just do? Uh, let's give me a quarter for okay. now. Yeah, that seems okay. Ooh. Oh, yeah. It does look like kind of like a fruitcake in yeah. the middle there. What's in here? It's like... I think it's currants. Currants, okay. And it was tradition to, like, have a sixpence in it. And it was very good luck to have the, the sixpence piece. 
Um, but we didn't put it in there. Hmm. What do we think? I, I really like it. Except for the burnt parts on the outside from when we <laughs> lit it with on fire. <laughs> Actually, I kind of like the burnt point parts. Really? Yeah, because I mean, I, it tastes like the brandy, too. Mm. Mm. Yeah, this really does feel like a, a warm fruitcake. Yeah. I like that, though. Yeah, like, no, it is good. The are really good. It's kind of the meal equivalent of the drink, in a way. It's almost like mm -hmm. one yes. was enough. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> It really is that exact. It's the the, the meal equivalent of the um, smoking bishop. Yeah. Well, now that we're ah, just drink. washing it down yeah. with a nice glass of smoking bishop. <laughs> well, now that we're fortified somewhat, Kyle. Um, yeah. I think we have to say that you know we like to talk about when we first met, and and you pointed that you were wearing this hat when we first met, this yep. beanie. I might have been wearing these gloves too. Oh, because you went to Berlin first. Yeah. Because we met in Munich during Christmas time, and I think that's why, well, hey, I needed to have you on for a Christmas movie, but I think we both sort of share this, like, childlike enthusiasm for the holiday. Yes. And, you know, I try to, I think we both try to be that person year-round at a certain extent, but Christmas for sure, it's an easier way for all of us to get back there, right? Mm hmm Yeah, and, um, I don't know, it's, living in L.A., it's definitely... Can be uh, a challenge to get in the Christmas spirit, so I like take it upon myself to really spur that on in my house and um, with my wife and you know with our new child. Who congratulations! Thank you. Yeah, um, Cora doesn't really know what's going on, but she does like batting at the ornaments like underneath the tree, which oh, is fun. She's like Blondie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, I don't know, there's, there's been, actually I was asking you earlier if you've enjoyed the fog that's been happening, because it, it reminds me of being back home. It yeah. reminds me of, if you squint a little bit, like, maybe it snowed out there. Um, mm, yeah, you could be, I could be at home, and, and um, even just like, I, I had this feeling too, watching the movie, um, of, of thinking about like, the way that the light comes in winter uh, mm. specifically it doesn't happen as much here although it is a little bit different um, because obviously the sun is angled differently but really in the northwest you know like at this time of year it's only light for uh, a few hours a day 20 minutes yeah. and, but when it is it's and it's, it's usually overcast or something it's just this beautiful like diffuse winter light and and like seeing that in A Christmas Carol, like, I don't know, really warms my heart. And I think that's why the fog has kind of, like, made me really happy these past couple days. Yeah, everyone else is complaining about it, but mm -hmm. we're like, what? Mm -hmm. People just need something to complain about and change of any kind. This version of A Christmas Carol really had some really nice atmosphere going for it, I thought. And, like, you were pointing it out. It really did feel like we were in old London. Mm -hmm. And... They did a really good job, I thought. Just with, I don't know, I was transported. It felt almost like a play in the same way. Like, it felt like I was just in Geffen with you mm -hmm. a little bit. And, but just watching George C. Scott play. I think that, I think he gives off that real, like, even though, it, I mean, because Scrooge, it, it is really a great, like, it could be, um, 
even if it wasn't just one guy and the whole thing, like it feels like a one man show. It's for Scrooge. The whole yes, the the story is for him, and so yeah, it does feel like a play in that way, especially with him hamming it up. I, I, I was like, <laughs> I'm as happy as an angel. <laughs> I'm as mad as a schoolboy. As a drunken man. Yeah, he does ham it up, but I but I also think he's great. Really? Like, I yeah, that. his like especially the beginning where he just is just like the coal scene is always a classic, like Mr. Cratchit mm -hmm. or Bob wanting to light the coal and he's just What is this? What am I a shirt? You know, and like he just goes down the list of all the things <laughs> he that he talks he's, about the history of shirts. <laughs> the history of clothing, and it's like, yeah, they were invented, so you didn't have to use the fucking heater that I paid for. Yeah. Right? What I mean it, it's it, a good it's, point. The, the the Scrooge character is always over the top. Yes. He, he has to be. Um, he's such a miser that he doesn't learn the lesson that he's supposed to learn until, like, the last part of the movie. Um, you can see it on his face that he's kind of getting it, but most of the time he's like, bah, I just, I heard what you had to say, now get me back. Well, it's, it's, I feel like it's flickering throughout, and it's sort yeah. of, and it is a, a, a real arc, but it does feel like at the end of each segment or each scene that he sees, there's something that makes him resist and he can't give in because yeah. it's almost like, oh, if I admit that I'm wrong, or yeah. oh, if I admit that this actually makes me feel sad or anything, yeah. then I've wasted my life, my life or, yeah. and all those different things. And I was thinking, you say, you say he's over the top. I'm watching this movie, and it just feels like it's outside our life. And I was when you're saying like it only like they only get it when we're at the end of the movie. When can it get to the end of the movie where people get it, Kyle? What do you What do you mean? Meaning, I feel like most people are walking around like Scrooge, hoarding their money or thinking that that's all that matters, mm. and, and and then just like yelling at the the people on the streets for being on the streets and not being in the institutions that are there that they're paying their taxes for. Right. And this was one of the most, I think, uh, for me, they really nailed yeah. that home in a much better way than I remember. What um, we, should look, we should look up what year Margaret Thatcher uh, became prime minister. Oh, interesting. Because I wonder if this was like um, hitting that home. Maybe. Uh, yeah, for I think. Them. Um, hey, Google. When did Margaret Thatcher become Prime Minister? According to Wikipedia, Thatcher became Prime Minister on the 4th of May, 1979. Hey! Yeah, so this is a, a, a Thatcher England movie. Yeah. I think I think that's a good call. Thanks, Google. Because, yeah, they really hit that home um, in a way that we can talk about um, very specifically in a bit. But, um, like, <laughs> even... <laughs> Are they not of the human race? Look here, beneath my robe. Look upon these. Specifically with those, the, I wish I knew their names, the two guys that come up and ask him for charity. Yeah, um, well, well, one is Alfred from Batman, uh, Michael Goff, but I don't know their character names. From Batman, um, the Tim Burton Yes, one. exactly, yeah. yes. Uh, up, up through Batman and Robin, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is to you, Michael Goff. 
I will relay the message. Great. You know, they ask Scrooge for charity, and he tells him to piss off, like that's what his taxes are for. Um, and it very specifically um, runs through all of the institutions that are supposedly available um, for people who cannot make make it by, um, and who he doesn't. He's a person who doesn't understand that the system fails. Right. Um, and I think it's uh, probably. I mean, still, like you know, rings crystal clear now um, that we need to have charity in our hearts for um, the people that are so much less fortunate than us than than we are, and that just because our taxes pay for um, the minimum of something that isn't even really doing the right things. Yeah. That's a, it's a whole nother argument about like what that money is actually going to. Right. Yeah. Um, Aren't there prisons? Yeah. Yeah. And like, oh yeah, prisons are helping. Uh, but it's, it's also that, um, like you were saying this, the system fails people and I'm like watching it and sort of like, it fails Scrooge too. And I think that's sort of what he has to realize also is that sure he has money, but it's like, to what end, right? That's what everyone's sort of yeah. saying. And he has no one in his life. And maybe he is, maybe he's sort of winning this system or, or he's sort of on top of whatever. But right. like, what does that give him at the end of the day? When he's dead, no one gives a shit. Yep. Yeah. And the money goes to like, there's just the beggars on the street taking, stealing his shit, you know, and selling or like whatever. Like, I guess it's just people like maybe there were the maids or someone that was just like pawning off his stuff, right. which to me, I love that scene. I think all the scenes that were, at least to me, unfamiliar and that I feel like they were slightly, well, because they're not always the exact same scenes when yeah. the ghosts, they always sort of leave it up for interpretation, I think, unless yeah. it's a, a straight play adaptation. Right. I thought all of those were really good in this one. I liked going and seeing the family. Right. Um, and then seeing, I think, those people sell like his stuff when he was dead. I, I love that. They um, they do that actually in the uh, Muppet Christmas Carol as well. That, oh, okay. That scene because there's some I feel like they even leave it uh, a little less obvious of what what is happening. Mm. Um, but yeah, that that's so great, and it's just the um, the movie is like a commentary on like late stage capitalism, right? I mean, b before late stage capitalism <laughs> happened, and it was like this is the outcome that happens when you only give a shit about money and making money. Um, and those those people, I mean, they're forced to get by on that as well. The, the, the poorest people who are like taking his stuff and selling it. Right, exactly. Yeah, because they have to, like, they have to That's do that. That's the system they live in. Right. And yeah, so it's like, turning into like I, a cool communist uh, yeah, yeah, YouTube just, video. Communist YouTube. Ooh, that has a bite to it. I guess, is that the cardamom? Or is that just the alcohol? Just the alcohol. Okay. Yeah. All right. It has a Scrooge-like bite. Because the cardamom, I'm, let's get more, baby. <laughs> Love that cardamom. Uh, well, so when Dickens wrote this, no, I, I don't know enough about this. <laughs> but I was going to say. <laughs> but the ghost of like the, the the ghost of Christmas yet to come, or like the future yet to come. Yeah. With, like what you just said, sort of was like talking about late stage capitalism before it even happened. Mm -hmm. Was that sort of what he was trying to to show? I mean, I think there was greed. Obviously, has been around since 
whatever we came up with money or value or inequality, you know, that's sort yeah, of so what's just, baked in. Since human beings existed. Yeah, since someone had pride and was like, oh, I'm better than you, mm-hmm. that means I get... I get this thing. I get a bigger piece of the figgy yeah. pudding than you, Kyle. Dude, I mean, why do you think, like, we love, like, shiny, bobbly things? Like, <laughs> because, like, that we're so less evolved than we think we are. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, I don't know. Hopefully every time I'm on here, I, I say, I, I, I come off as knowing how little evolved I am. <laughs> that's, that's like at least one thing I'm trying to do every time. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not hard to prove. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, this series is actually just your way of um, denigrating yourself further and further in yes. front of the people. I think this so. Is your, this is your penance, isn't it? This is my penance. This is, this is what I have to do. I was... <sighs> okay, I'll tell the story. All right, it was <laughs> it was twelve o'clock Christmas Eve when the fucking <laughs> Jacob Marley came and whipped. I was thinking about Jacob Marley more in this movie than before because you said this whole movie is or this story is for Scrooge, for the greed in all of us, for the Scrooge in all of us, mm-hmm. for the humbug, yep. and and I feel so bad for the Jacob Marleys, right? Because. He's they only don't even there. get the story. He doesn't even get that. He just is wandering in chains of his right. own creation for eternity, mm-hmm. and his only recourse is to try and help his only friend and be like, "Hey, learn from me." Yeah. And that's like a really like sort of awesome thing of him to do. Although I don't know if he has a choice necessarily. Yeah. Right. Um, and it's also like he's been you know wandering in chains, so like it's time to do something new. You know, I think he's okay. I, yeah. No, I think he's like really stuck doing that, and I don't know why it is. You know. Tonight that he has come to Scrooge because he definitely could have come like the day after he died or something like that. <laughs> and, like been like Scrooge, you're fucking up, man. It has to come on Christmas. Yeah, but he's been dead for seven years. Well, I think this was like the final moment it could happen. So right. like this is a time travel movie in some ways, right? If this is Avengers: Infinity War, like they have to go back the exact time. <laughs> The last instant, Back to the Future, we're talking about fading away. Well, now you can hashtag Avengers Infinity War on this and people will watch it. <laughs> Sadly. Yeah, it will double my viewers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hey. That's, that's so mean. <laughs> I know. Bah humbug. I have to learn throughout this video how to be a good person. So you're, it's going to be a long video. <laughs> Sorry, people. No, but, like, I mean, that's something that goes through my my brain all the time is, like, what is this for? What am I doing? But it's really just to have an excuse to have figgy pudding with one no, of my No, I know, and that's why you're not a Scrooge. Yeah. Right? Because if you were doing this to, like, only solely to make money or <laughs> for fame or something like that, then then it wouldn't be. So. Yeah, I mean, it'd be funny if that somehow... Like, how could you make money up? <laughs> I don't know, anyway. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, you do it because you love it. I, I do, and I love I love you, and I love a Christ, I, love I love Christmas. I love well, I don't know if I love our Carol rendition, um, but we'll get oh, there. Our rendition. Of I was gonna song. say I love carols. Um, I don't know if I do. I think that's like a slightly a blind spot. I think I've always been sort of a uh, a Grinch or a, a Scrooge about carols a little bit. I think I got that from my dad. Sorry, mom. So I'll, let's go caroling. Let's go. Caroling is uh, I love I. I like urged my friends in our twenties to do it one drunken night. We went outside uh, the Bigfoot West, and 
like while people were hanging out outside, we just started singing Christmas carols to them. Everybody loved it. Oh yeah, I'm sure that sounds incredible. Yeah, yeah it was awesome. I'm sure they all jumped in too, right? Or maybe some not. people did, and some people are too cool for school. Probably, maybe mm. you would have been that person if you would have been there. I think, I think I would have been into that. Okay, though. I, I think so. But I, I would, I want to say that. Mm -hmm. sort of just the, I mean, the tragic figure that he is, or sort of it's the, like, Marley is what we're looking at being, right? As a civilization, as a society, as a world. We're just, a, like, we're a few years from being Marley. That's what I wanted to get to. Oh. Just, yeah, get to the bottom of this glass real quick. Man, yeah, this is happening. I didn't think this was going to go this fast, but it's working. Because I'm like, hmm. you know, I'm on camera, I'm nervous. Are you nervous? I, I'm nervous because, um... I, I'm like, oh, what are we going to talk about next? Just in the, the, like, not nervous, but, like, living on the fucking wave, man. I, I, I know <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. And also because, like, there's no planning going on. And also there's yeah. little prep in this in terms of, like, especially when I see it with you right before, it hasn't even sunk in yet. No. You know? And, and so I, I <laughs> we were joking, like, what did we just watch, uh, like, before this? And it sort of becomes about, oh, okay, like, all this stuff, even though this is so lo-fi and on purpose, yeah. it can distract you from what I'm yes. actually supposed to do or what we're supposed to do together, which is, I mean, yeah, talk about the movie, but honestly, who could give a shit? Like, we're not going to break down A Christmas Carol in a way that's been broken down differently or better than anyone yeah. else. Right, yeah. But we will be Kyle and Andy talking about A Christmas Carol right. and talking about that we met in Germany and 10 years later, here we are, what the fuck? And that's really cool. To me, yeah, I it's 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 cool. I mean, you obviously um, and I had a the knowledge that we wanted to be and be specific to like our traditions, uh, most Christmassy place we could be in that year mm -hmm. on Christmas, right? So, if we couldn't be with our families, yes, exactly, and then and that was the kind of the point was like. We're not, I, for me at least, it was like, I'm not going to be with my family this year because I've always wanted to go to Germany for Christmas because I, um, my family is German, uh, my, my mom's side of the family, and when I was in high school, I took um, three years of German, and from freshman year, we would sing Christmas carols and talk about German Christmas traditions, and I was uh -huh. just like, it, it allowed me to have some small conversations with my grandfather about it, who did not grow up in Germany, but grew up in a house where his mom only spoke German and his mm. you know, aunts only spoke German. And my, the enduring image of my grandfather for me is um, he was, he would have, he would pass away two weeks after this moment, but he was ailing. He was 99 years old. This was 2017, and we all got to have the last Christmas with my grandfather, and we sung um, Stille Nacht, Silent oh, Night, yeah. together. Um, and my uncle, who is his youngest son, um, and I used to sing the song every year, like at Christmas time, like it, it, he would ask us to sing it, oh. um, and he sung it along with us. And it was really, like, I'm so happy that I have that memory because 
that is, um, that house, my grandfather's house, was like Christmas Eve growing up was, mm. I have such special um, memories of being there, um, and to this day, like, I mean, it makes me emotional thinking about it, just because, I mean, and that's what Chris, uh, Christmas Carol kind of does to you, right, is it's a ghost story, yes. and we all have the ghosts of our past, um, and the, like, rosy-hued, you know, brighter version of, of life that you're, um, looking back upon, like Scrooge does when he goes and sees his sister, and all right. the kids that used to, you know, run along in front of him on the lane. His life was still ahead of him. Yeah, yeah. and it's, I don't know, um, this is like a real sidetrack. No, it's not. Um, <laughs> well, the, this, this, that part, um, yeah, it is not, and, um, but I, I, this, this last week I had, um, I had to go have an EEG. Mm. Have one of those before? I've never had one, but I, yeah. I've been having, like, these vertigo issues. Right. So I've had to have, like, an MRI and an ultrasound and stuff. Everything's been okay so far, but the EEG is, um, you sit in a dark room on a bed for 25 minutes with these, um, electrical, um, like, pods or, uh, whatever attached to your head, and you're just supposed to sit there with your eyes closed. There's no sounds or anything, it's just silent. And I just thought back, like I, because it's Christmas season, and I just like sat there, and I, I like cried. I was like thinking about oh. how much I miss that. And I think it's really palpable for like, because I have my daughter now. Right, um, you're starting your own tradition, your own family. Yeah. You're on your way to being grandpa, Munich. Yeah, and that's just wild, man. That is wild. Um, Especially in a dark fucking... Sorry, I'm like... No, I love this. No, I'm like, but I'm like not really looking at you because I'm like... Well, no, that's okay. Um, I'm like, oh, wait, do I want this to be like an episode of Naked Man instead of... <laughs> it could be both. Well, I mean, I think in my head, I think they're the same show anyway, mm. in some ways. Mm -hmm. It's just a different itch in a yeah, way. Right. Uh, I mean, it's still me. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but, but now, like, this one, we're, like, I'm sort of, like, simultaneously, like, doing this. Whereas, like, if I was really going to talk to you about this, I'd be Oh, like, yeah, yeah. No, and I was doing the same thing where, like, well, for that, because you were, I was just looking at you. Because yeah. I was, like, I, it, it feels weird to be looking like this when you're doing that. Yep. So, but I was just letting, like, and you didn't need to look at me. Yeah. Because it's, so, yeah, I think that worked. But I'm glad, like, we're both thinking of all that while you're, like, sharing. Um, and I was thinking also, like, that that made makes a lot of sense that you were, you know, so much into carols, too, because it is this thing with your yeah. grandfather, and you had this, ta like, tactile experience with it, and that you were, you were the carolers, too, like, I, yeah, yeah. and I guess, yeah, I guess you're more confident a singer than, than I am, certainly, too. Well, and, and, like, another big thing for me about the holidays is that when I was, um, in middle school and high school, I was in choir, and, like, my best friends were all in choir, mm. um, including Johnny. And we were in the, like, chamber choir when we were in juniors and seniors. And so, like, that's the, like, you know, smaller choir and around Christmas time. That's all you do. Like, from October to December, you're just learning and getting good at your Christmas carols every day. Wow. So that, like, you can go and sing around the city. Um, right. You know, whether right. you're, you're 
you're singing for the school at the school performance, but you're going to like in Portland. There's this place called the Grotto, and it's just this beautiful church, like in this like wooded sanctuary with this like high ceiling cathedral uh, vibe. It feels like you're in Lord of the Rings or something like that. Uh, um, and but that would be something we did every year, and um, Johnny and I and like these two other um, friends of ours, we had to go sing at the grocery store. And like, <laughs> so it was like, you know, ringing the bell um, for donations. Mm -hmm. um, and we were just doing all of these acapella Christmas carols. And we had, I just remember that day having so much fun, like in the like shivering cold, like in, in the part where the doors like come open, yes. you know? <laughs> And so there would be just a gust of like yes. really chilly air, and we just didn't care. We just sang for like four hours, and wow. So yeah, Christmas carols are like a big, you know, I'm a big Christmassy mess, you know. Well, that's wonderful. You are Buddy the Elf. You are, like mm -hmm. well, and, well, and it's sort of like in that you're mentioning like the, all the elements in there or all the different things like it sounds like kind of the worst place to sing in my and, and also like yeah. I know I've been the person that walks Just by walks you ignoring by. you yeah. you know and, and I always feel terrible but it's also like I have to go buy my salt you know like whatever yeah. bullshit that I have to do that's not more important than you yeah. but it is what I have to do because mm -hmm. that's what I've made my mind up and it'd be really nice if I just sat and listened to you sing for a while but no, I gotta, I gotta do my errand, you know? Like, uh, yeah. it makes me think of that a lot, and it's just sort of, the. I mean, if if you got, I'm sure you got people to slow down, and I think that's, like, the yes. whole point, right? And also, that you are genuine into it, rather than, because I, I imagine there's several kids that would probably be like, God damn it, why do I have to go to the grocery store and sing? Or yeah. whatever. Well, then it, it becomes more of this, like, we're, ha we're, we're hanging out with, let's hang out with my best friend. And so we're just, like, making each other laugh in between songs and, like, right. putting on accents and, like, singing the one song that we – is not a um, acapella, like, carol song is the Hallelujah Chorus by Haydn, which is the oh. Hallelujah. Ah. And we were like, let's make that a four-part harmony song. Um, oh, and, so, yeah, you're just playing. Yeah, we're yeah. just playing. And it was uh, – yeah, I really – um, I really miss that a lot. Like I've thought about like joining a choir and stuff here. I never had the gumption to like go do it, and always been like, eh, I don't have the time to do that. And, um, and like, would I just be chasing a memory, you know, in doing that? And is that so bad? You know, that's true. I don't know. Like spreading Christmas cheer is sort of what it's all about. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't answer that for you, but I also am like, oh, I would love to see you perform in a choir. I also was like, the Andy in me was like, well, if, if it makes Kyle go, I would fucking go with him, but I'm not a singer, or at least, but I've always had those, like, things of, like, well, I've never actually learned how, really. Right. So, well, like, you maybe... have a bad uh, voice, or um, you understand rhythm, like, even when you're doing that carol, like, you picked it up without knowing the song at all. Really? Well, like, I, there's some lines that I knew, mm -hmm. and I, or like, also sort of could anticipate, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. That's like never been, I've never been necessarily musical, but it's, but it is, it's just something. I, I recently did see a friend um, who, his name is Kyle, he was on uh, for 
Freddie's Revenge last year, and he, he did a, a solo performance. When you love and you are parted, and all Christmas cheer departed, it's sad I say when you're away from love on Christmas Day. It was with the LGBTQ plus like West Coast LA singers, um, and they did a Christmas performance, and it's on YouTube. Uh, I'll put more information below. Uh, I would love to go see live carols and stuff like that because I never think about it because I don't think of LA as my home but it is my home like you know like I, I still it's still hard for me to think of LA as where I do Christmas which we're doing this year like right my parents are coming here and of course like this is where I live like <laughs> yeah like, it's where you're raising a child now yeah, too and I mean I think it's just that sort of identity crisis thing for me of being like Oh, I don't know if I'm ready to like transition from the kid having Christmas to the adult having Christmas. I I know exactly that's what I was thinking when you said that cuz yeah. I was like now it's sort of flipping. Now you're going to be the one creating surprises for your kids, but I also know that you're going to fucking love that. I yeah. think too. Yeah. I mean, unless Cora is Scrooge. <laughs> <laughs> well, she probably will be a few times too, like especially if you lay it on too thick. Yeah, that'll be I mean, well, that's the thing. And that'll be fun. You gotta, you gotta look like, like laying it on too thick person for yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I should ask my mom how she did it because, like, my mom loves Christmas and got both my sister and I to love it too. Right. So it's like, what's the like, what's the con game? Well, I think it's, <laughs> I think it's play up the magic of it, and that's why it always works for me. You know, the sort of, I mean, the the allure of like Santa Claus and the mythos of it, and also yeah. just like presents in general, pretty easy buy sure. as a kid yeah um but just the decorations the cookies there's just so many things and things are, sometimes that's the problem with christmas right too right. many things too much but uh, to me it is this thing of like i still uh to this day if i'm at you know a, like my parents for christmas and like they're gonna set up the presents like i don't want to be yeah. a part of it i yeah, want to wake up to see the, that moment because that moment when I do I, I even have this vision of like how my I see it in a different eye yes. like it sort of feels like a like 90s VHS tape like that's yeah. actually how my vision does even when I'm 33 and looking like it's the way the lights happen like the Christmas yep. lights on the tree and it's also like five in the morning because I can't like contain myself I've gotten up and I've also just like woken up my sister or she's woken up me that's like one of the special things like it's just the two of us like for a little bit, and then we jump on our parents' bed and wake them up. Although they're probably already well, I think actually they were just like asleep because they're exhausted, right? And then we and they're just like, oh fuck, yeah. like we're not ready for this. But at like six in the morning, we're just ready I, at that point. I think just having had because I have that exact like I feel like I'm like listening to you and the magic is like happening for me because I was just about to say that it's like my sister and I have the same thing. And I had a, like, really emotional experience a couple of years ago where my, my sister, um, as you do, you get older and, like, whether or not you get married or you go and do your own thing, my sister was married and she, I would still come home for Christmas and then I would just be in my room alone and my sister would be at her house and I would wake up Christmas morning and be like, and she would end up coming over at like 11 a.m. or 12 p.m. or something like that. Oh, God, that. that's not the same. It yeah. wasn't the same. And then my sister got divorced. 
and and it's a that's a whole long story. Different episode. Uh, uh, when she came back that year, we woke up early and like Aww. and we started this new tradition of like making my parents breakfast before they woke up. And, and I'm like, I'm now, even though that's only a couple of years old, I we're not going to do that because we're going to be at my house. But my sister's here this year, so it's like I'm trying to like figure out how to be both sad and also like excited and happy at the same time to experience both like the grief for me that is associated with Christmas and also like how to to um, enjoy it and be there with my family because. I do think there is, like, and maybe it's just maybe it's just me, but I, I don't think it's true that there's an inherent sadness to Christmas because anything that has a tradition to it, if you do it year after year, you notice change. You you notice things right. that are gone, whether it's people or the job you had that you really liked or the relationship you were in that's no more. Or the yeah. sweater you wore every year that now yeah. doesn't fit. Exactly. Whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Merry Christmas, Mr. Scrooge. And it's also expectations, right? Like, every year, there are these expectations that we have on Christmas because we've had so many... We've been fortunate and privileged yeah. to have so many great ones and great memories associated with this time. It's why we're so excited every year. Yeah. Um, but that can sometimes make it, well, it puts pressure on it for sure. Pressure on ourselves, pressure on the family, pressure on whatever. Um, yeah, but sure. So there's that to it too. But yeah, I know what you mean. Like there's, like we're changing, we're growing up. How, like you're going to be a different person. The Christmases are going to be different, but you also want it to be the same in some ways for, well, yourself. Yeah. But also for Cora, right? Like you want Cora to have what you have. Yeah. Like, or like something different slightly. Like you don't want it to be the same because it, it just can't be, right? But and it, that feels like so weirdly inherent in 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 being a parent in a way of I don't know. I haven't experienced enough of it yet because she's not. She's not doing much more than just like being delighted at things, you know, or being frustrated with things, and and we can't communicate yet. But when she does start experiencing those, the moments in life that I also remember, that like, they're. It, I don't know. I'm thinking about like my ideas of what it means to be a parent, which means like that I'm a step removed and watching. It's like, but why can't I also be in there? I am in there with her right. doing it too. But also, like, I know the pain and, um, you know, hardship of life. That is just something that, like, I was lucky enough as a kid to not understand, you know, that, that you do lose things. And it isn't all just presents. Yeah, exactly. And that is like, I don't know, um, that, that's the fucking like, mystery of being a human, you know? Right. And, but I think it's also sort of why Christmas remains so important to people because it is, a, I mean, in its purest sense, it's sort of like reminding us what 
we have, and well, I guess that's Thanksgiving too, but like that has too much awful baggage. Although everything has baggage, so whatever. Right. But like, um, but the sort of this idea that like, it's an, ex I think we all just need excuses to celebrate, but this is a really good one. Or this one, like, I don't know if I'm saying it right. You know, like it's I, sort of like, I feel you. I, and like, I don't know how to articulate it either. Yeah. Cause it's, to me, it's, it's almost ineffable. Like it's something about that. It's the darkest time of year. I mean, um, and, and just in terms of the, wherever you are, it's dark now at five mm -hmm. o'clock and yeah. it, it makes me want to be inside doing this stuff. Um, and that is an urge as old as, you know, being human, you know, that like you come inside from the cold and get around the fire. Um, and if we have some bounty <laughs> of figgy pudding <laughs> at that time or whatever, you know, meats and feasts that we have, I mean, that's a celebration of like, we're alive, you know? Yeah, like, we've survived another fucking year. We survived a year and like we're surviving this time, which in in the times before lights and heat and stuff was like, holy shit, like, well, how are we doing this? How were we doing this? To sort of like get back to like the melancholy of it too. Did we um, leave the melancholy? No, no, oh, no, okay. no. But we, I was like, well, let's be happy and have a feast. But like, I distinctly remember my, the feelings that I would have like after the Christmas Eve. Like Christmas Eve was huge in our... Oh, okay. Christmas Day was more for the day. You. Yeah. But Christmas Eve was always wonderful, too. We, like, went to our aunt and uncle's, and there was a tradition there that the bouche didn't know well, like, a very uh, traditional dessert, like, French, like, log. Like, it's, that's what, oh, the Christmas yes. log. And, 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 like, the Christmas log. We didn't have that, but I want that. It was just a thing that Catherine, my aunt, would always get every year, and it was just, like, that would be sort of part one and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, part one was December 1st, the advent calendar. Like, I think the, like, to me, like my mom would get a new one every year or she'd yeah. even make her, like make ones for mm -hmm. us that had stuff in it. So it was sort of just, I mean, yes, we're getting all these sort of things and presents and like, no wonder we love it. Sort of like a reward. Yeah. But it was also, I think there's whimsy to it rather than just like, here's a Porsche, you know, like it's, it was never that. It was like, here's a chocolate every morning, right? Like a little, you know. Yeah, we had a, a felt one that hung over uh, our, like, bathroom mm. door. Um, and, like, so it was facing outwards. But, like, and it just had little, um, like, wooden toys that you would put on the tree. Uh, so there was, like, this, oh. there was a tree, like a felt tree. And then below it, there was 25 little oh um, that's really cool things. so you pull one out every day and like decorate the tree so would it be the same felt thing every year and yes. then maybe different days no. or like the uh, same I days i don't remember specifically like if there was different like if we switched up the toy well i mean but like obviously you're going to decorate the tree different every year right. like i'm assuming unless you're like trying to make it the same tree every year which would say something about you would, in an interesting way i would but, say that's probably like my mom like if my mom's the one like putting everything away and bringing everything out, you know, right. to, like hang up in the house. Yeah. So like, I, ha I have no idea. Like, I'm sure it was different every year. Could could have been. But yeah. like, I, I think it was the same figurines. But I bet you the right. like the ways so they were put back in. Yeah. yeah. And also every year, like, it you wouldn't know. 
It's not like they say like December first when you're taking them off and they go in a different right. So you just totally and you wouldn't remember. I don't no. think unless I mean you didn't have a phone where you, you took a photo. photo one. You know you're like oh, oh this is the one we do on the twenty fourth or something. See I always had stuff like that. I have favorite ornaments mm. that like I would save to the last ones or there was yeah. ones that were those are my ornaments. Robin don't no you know yeah. <laughs> like yeah. be very like possessive over the wiggly Santa which was just this. I think my mom even had to glue it because it broke, and then we got a new one. But and it was and, and with the idea that we would, you know, retire and put the other one out the pasture. I'm like, no, we got to keep both, you know, because he's no, still you there. Never retire. Yeah, no, no, the, Santa never retires. Yeah. How can Wiggly Santa? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and I still like I feel that too. Like I, I, I'm sure my mom gets emotional not like putting having to put it up and, and imagining me. Like yelling at some, like someone not doing oh, it in a fun way because I'm not actually well I would be angry if someone did it if I was there yeah but um, angry in like a very like small way just like but disappointed like, yeah childlike anger it's that like oh that was my thing well it, and it turns from this childlike thing into like this you know deeply held tradition that you have so it becomes more than that. You know, that, like, when you don't do it, it's, like, it, it's it's strange because, like, traditions are sacred. You know, like, we we don't, you know, I, I grew up Catholic, and it's, like, we don't just, you don't do this and this. Like, you do this, 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 and this. And it's, like, tr things um, mm. and ceremony and things are meaningful to us for some reason I, I mean i don't know exactly why it's so like, soothing or, or there's something safe in that we can't right. control anything right but we can control how i put on the ornament or, yeah. or like as a kid especially and even now as an adult i always sort of i'm like well what the hell am i actually helping around during christmas a lot of times i retain the kid thing because i sort of i want to like yeah, i revert i want to be in it like that rather than supply it, sort of. And I know that's almost selfish, and it, and it is, but it's also like, well, the ornament at least was something that I, not that anyone could do that, but it was sort of like, oh, that was something that I did, right. or something that I could do. a part of the ceremony. Right, right, exactly. And then if, oh, if I can't do it, it's like, oh, shit, well, what can I do, right. you know? And it's like, well, and, and, and obviously the truth is, like, anyone could do that. So, yeah. And also that I could probably do some of the other stuff, too. I'm just resistant to it because it's like there's change there, but it's also like I, you know... You're gonna have to drive me kicking and screaming to be an adult, you know, in most right. of the ways. You know, I think for the longest time, my Christmas, like, because my parents still ask for Christmas gifts. I when when I when our the thing paused, I got a text from my mom saying thank you for the Christmas list. Yeah. That was like today. I just was like, I did a very half-assed version because they always ask, and yeah. I'm like, and I think that's good because it's like I'd rather everyone just buy stuff that no one wants or needs. Yes. But, yeah, it's, no, but I also feel uncomfortable asking for things at this point. And also, like, I don't need things. All the things that I need are far more expensive than, like... <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, no, I, yeah. I, I feel the same way. Yeah. Um, and my, my mom is the same way. And she doesn't text me what I want anymore because I've kind of, like, been like, please, like, we can't do this anymore. Like, just you guys coming for Christmas or That's whatever you came yes. for is, like, that is is amazing um and and like this year we're going to see a christmas carol and my mom yeah. you know paid for the, i she was like can i can i do that and i was like yeah you can 
I will let you pay for those tickets to, to see. Oh man, I wish I was here. She could have paid for my ticket. She she could have. She would have. She would have yeah. insisted. She's like, no, of course Andy's coming. I um, would have loved to. Aw. I know.
Or both. It's not. I, I'll tell you after you. Oh. oh, okay. Yeah. Um, it's just your everything that you're saying is like, it resonates. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's that's why the story works so well. Yes. Um, it was... What was I going to say? Oh, I didn't mean to shame you for being emotional. No, no, no. I, I didn't think you were. Because I was also like, it's that strange situation where like, somebody is like animatedly saying something that I'm now lost inside and I'm like getting emotional for like that reason. There's things there that you're saying that are like about what I'm thinking about, but you don't know that I'm thinking about this thing. So now I'm getting emotional and it starts to become funny for me where I'm like, oh, I'm almost crying about this thing I'm thinking about, but you don't know that. Well, but I mean, of course, the I would like to think I'm making you cry because I'm just so beautiful and intelligent. In the way that you're breaking down a Christmas Carol, <laughs> so emotional. But it's resonant. I mean, and it is. Like, well, I mean, but, but it like, also isn't what I was crying about. 100%. So. But it also left, it, it, it sent you to where that was. And that's, to me, mm-hmm. every great movie, every great piece of art, It's that is what happens to me. I'm like, it's very rarely the literal yeah. thing that's actually happening on screen. Yeah. It sort of sent me somewhere else connected to something that I've always been thinking about or wondering about or has happened to me or my version of the events on screen or something entirely different that just like sort of the wheels happen and now I'm emotional, now I'm that. Sometimes it can just be the, oh yes, like a puppy is dying on screen that is fucking really sad, always. But a lot of times it's just like, oh, this is making me feel something that I wasn't necessarily, not that I wasn't prepared for, but it's like, it, it, it's doing what I want art to do, making yeah. me think and feel in ways that I wasn't uh, prepared for. Or and and so I guess that, like that's just when you said that I was like, oh, that's my favorite movie is when it's doing that. Well, and, and like, and I think a Christmas Carol, like, and the the words that you kept using in that was he's essentially like forgotten who he is, mm-hmm. right? And I think that is the reason for the ritual of Christmas for me. Mm. The reason why it's sad, the reason why it's so emotional for me is, and it's, it's related to this, like, a couple weeks ago in therapy, I, like, all of a sudden, like, started crying, uh, talking about my sister and how, like, much I want her to be happy and how much I, like, am so glad to have her with us and that I get to like be with her and like and I'm and I have these emotions as an older brother which is um I so want to like control her life because I want her to like do well and figure it out and like that's like my you know impulse is just like let me make my sister happy and then when I let go and I just like know that 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 like controlling like frustrating feeling that I have for her comes from a feeling of love right and my mm-hmm. therapist was like he was like I started crying and he was like it's this is this is so natural that you're feeling this way because he's like your sister being around is reminding you of who you are like mm-hmm. and bringing you back to those like deep feelings of who you know that you are and who you want to be and that you who you're always striving to be but you forget 
Mm-hmm. And he told me this story about it's like it's like this folk tale about um, this young man who gets sent off by his parents into um, the wider world, and he's going to like explore the world, and um, his parents like tell him like, "Do not forget who you are. Whatever you do, do not forget who you are." Mm-hmm. And when he goes to the town. He's having such a great time, he forgets who he is. And he truly doesn't remember his family or anything. And I don't remember exactly how the story ends, but it, it be, he gets a letter from his parents. That's what it is. And it's, it, it comes to him at this like dire moment that he needs it. And it's a letter that tells him who he is. And I was just can't help but think that like that's kind of what Scrooge is getting when he's yes. seeing that Christmas past of like, and he rejects that, you know, because he's like, I'm not that person anymore. Like, these are the things that are important. But he's being shown to himself what, like, what is important. His sister, like, is that thing that he's forgotten. He refuses to look at his own friend, nephew, and, and see his sister. Fred looks very like her. Yes, I've been reminded of that just recently. That was so hit on very well in this one, yes. for sure. I don't remember that as much in other ones. Me neither, and it, it really just clicked into place of like, oh, that's why he hate he can't stand Fred. Because Fred is his sister, or reminds yeah. him of his sister, and his sister... It reminds him of who he could be. Right. And, and he thinks once he lost his sister, or that it was too late, right? He already right. lost his sister, he lost the love of his life, and in his mind, there's not m- other chances... There's not anything, all there is is money because that's what he's good at and that's what he's only been, ever been good at and that's all that's important because he has to believe that because if he, if he realizes it's the other thing then he knows he's fucked his whole life away and for what? You know, making other people miserable yeah. as Blondie is going to the bathroom. <laughs> I, I think it's so, I don't know, it's just become very clear to me now Yeah. that like, um, all of these connections that I have to Christmas, like, with that tinge of melancholy, really only started for me when I, like, went off to college. Mm. And when I could finally come back home for Christmas. Yeah. You know? I don't know if you had no, that feeling, I, too. I think I agree. But I also, I also think that's sort of... When you were talking about the, like, remember who you are thing, I immediately thought of college where I feel like I forgot who I was. Slash, I was sense. also trying to be someone else actively, or trying to figure out who. Well, I was. that's just like becoming that's, an adult. Right? That's also the whole point, I think, in some ways. But also, there is that, yeah, going to places and coming back. I, I've always really liked that feeling, and also, and in a way, I've and like, and I, as sort of, I mean, my name on Instagram is Wandering Green. I sort of that is like this high to me, I think, in some ways, of just being the new person or coming back in and, and having time passed and sort of like re-entering other people's stories and I've had my own story everyone's had and just sort of picking up where we left off but there is melancholy to that because it is sort of like oh what did I I miss what did you miss yeah like yeah. Three, I mean because you I haven't seen you for a while right and, and and I think for three weeks it was sort of like you know one of my best friends is sort of just gone because you're fucking busy, and I'm also was sort of the same way, yeah. and also was in my family stuff, and that's sort of sad, and in a way of like, oh, it, I don't like right. 
that, but also it's like neither of us, I think, ever were like, oh, I need a call from that, like, and, or it's like Andy's fault or it's Kyle's fault for not doing this. Right. But that's just what, like, that's the melancholy of life because it yeah. can't, it's not ever going to be the same or it's things are, I don't know. No, um, no, but it, it's, it's, it's true on that. Like, and I, I think on that friendship level, like, it, you experience that, that same, um, those same distances, like, uh, that we experience from our, that we've been experiencing from our own families since we left for college. And now as friends, as we, we mm. go through our intense years together in our twenties or for you and I more recently, like right. in the past, you know, a couple of years where it's like, and, and we're always talking about that though too, is that like, you know, idea that like, okay, we, it, we would love to hang out all the time, but we just can't. And how, like, what does that mean? Like, and there are feelings associated with that. I definitely thought about you, like, during the, the time that we haven't seen each other. And I'm like, I, I really wanted to be so much more dedicated to my friendship with Andy. And, um, and like, oh, I barely saw you at the Who's Band concert. Or um, that, like, we haven't, like, over the summer, I feel like we talked on the phone more. And, like, and I'm just like, well, we're going through phases you know, in our lives, but it's so hard. Well, I think it's also that same way of it's, it's kind of nice to want to see someone too. And, yeah. and like, and it's okay. Like, Oh, you know, I haven't seen Kyle in a while, but it just makes it that much more fun when you do it. It's kind of like a, a holiday in its own right. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but I also think, and I, I kind of want to like, I think end on this way. Cause I think we've, we've talked a lot. We talk a lot about our past and like our, our things, but I think we also sometimes like to, we're dreamers and dream about the future. And I think, sort of when I'm envisioning the future in some ways, like, I mean, we've even joked or talked about, and I say joked because I'm like slightly afraid that, oh, maybe you weren't serious, of like, we want to be in England yeah. in those, we want to be in Dickens, London, or honestly, the countryside is more, I want to be in Shrewsbury, where this was right. filmed, and just like rolling down the hills in barrels, uh, and, and <laughs> which is just like a bad scene in The Hobbit. But like, that's what I thought of. Yeah. But like, I, cause in A Child's Christmas in Wales, like I know that's not, uh, I only read it the one time, but it was like, it captured that love of Christmas and also yeah. being in Britain, which somehow, I mean, in a way, especially since I have pretty much have English blood, it is yes. sort of the, it is the, my past. Right. It is, yeah, the, yeah, it, yeah. and it is this sort of primordial thing. Mm -hmm. um, and it is, it feels like, Christmas patient zero, and now I'm gonna get Blondie. Blondie's saying it's time to be over. That was adorable. It was adorable. Um, where the fuck was I? I don't know. We're talking about going to Wales. Yeah. Well, I guess, but but I think when we were saying like, oh yeah, I want to be more present in my friendship with Andy, and, and it just goes the same way with you, Kyle. This is Kyle. Um, did we not? <laughs> no, we did. We did. Wait, did I even say your name? I think, you, I, I, think I, I did. You did, yeah. yeah. I might not have said your last so name. Yeah. I think we're just hanging out and now recording it, yeah. which is nice. That's what you always wanted. Anyway. That is what I always wanted. <laughs> That's what you wanted too, right? Well, maybe not wanted, but you were like, you understood why I wanted it. Yes. Wow, it's, Bloody is getting fed. Let's take one second. But I think these Christmas family times, especially when... I am at that phase too. I think there may be room for hopefully families to coalesce. And I mean, yeah. even mentioned like if I could have gone or we could have gone to the Christmas Carol with your family, it just didn't work out this year because yeah. we're in Chicago. But like that, 
I, I feel like that speaks to also my, I've, I've always just been sort of compartmentalized with friends and with all the places I've lived and gone to school and traveled with, but I sort of like want to have a community. I want to have more friendsgivings or more like just opening up the, the, what it means to be a family or what holidays right. are and yeah. include more people. Cause I mean, the, I mean, the more the merrier is a, a very cliche thing, but it's also sort of, I want to be there in the choir with you. Like, I want to see that. Right. Like, I want to go to Lord of the Rings choir in Portland or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Or, like, have a Christmas tradition with you, whatever that is. Yeah. And maybe it's watching a Christmas carol and recording it for 12 people. Dude, you know what I think it is? I think yeah. it's going to the Tam O'Shanter. Ooh, okay. Have you been there? I, ha I think I have, but never at Christmas. They, they have Christmas carolers in Tam O'Shanter that come to your table. I don't know if they do, like... COVID times, but like I went in 2018 and I was, my socks were knocked right off. I loved it. Like you get a pint of Guinness, you get a, a nice like prime rib and the Christmas, have you, being inside the Tamil Shanter is this beautiful, like, you know, Walt Disney version of like mm. an old English yeah. pub. I will um, say I'm skeptical of the Walt Disney version of things, but it works out. Though. Given that we, you know, there's a Christ fireplace in there. No, I think it'll be great. And also, given that we met at the or, and like our Christmas day together was at New Schwanstein Castle, the inspiration Disney. for Disneyland's <laughs> yeah, castle. Exactly. It'll be perfect. It will be perfect. We'll do it, and maybe we'll even be recording at Tam O'Shanter next year. We'll find out. No, we'll just that'll be for us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But thank you if you're still watching this. I think this is going to be. I can't a, imagine. This is going to be. No, my parents definitely did. Hi, mom. Uh, and Hi, your parents. Mom. Yeah, I think you know. I think your parents might watch this too. Um, You've made us both very happy, Uncle Ebenezer. Have I? Yes. God forgive me for the time I wasted. Kyle. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. I. I. I love you, and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, and you, and you, and oh yeah. God bless us, everyone. everyone. And God bless us, everyone. This is for charity, but, more, and this is a very, I can't do it anymore. It's perfect for Scrooge. It is, I know, but we've gone on so long and you just did the end of it. So I'm like, what am I gonna now talk about? Please, please. Uh, but yeah, this movie is so, like, exactly what, you know, the only reason I allow myself to do this is, like, to have the charitable element. I'm not necessarily doing it properly or making it all about that because I feel uncomfortable asking for money or doing anything with money. But really, that is, I think, at the heart of what Christmas is all about. It's certainly at the heart of A Christmas Carol, this version, which really recommend. So if you can, there's more information below for the L.A. Mission, which is doing exactly what... Uh, the government or what our taxes should be doing or what, you know, helping people that need it. To you at the next turn of the snowflake. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I'm so grateful to Kyle Dickinson for making every conversation feel like a Naked Man episode worth recording, and for sharing his love of Christmas with me this year. It was much needed. Thank you all for listening to our conversation. I'm not a...
entirely sure if this worked without the visual component, but I felt like I've been away from you all for too long and wanted to share with you what I'm up to and hopefully spread some Christmas cheer in the meantime. For more Movies with Friends, subscribe to my channel on YouTube, Movies with Friends, and you can watch the visual component to this episode. You can find Kyle's Christmas mixtape and all other guest soundtracks on the Naked Man Spotify page. Please rate and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. It would mean a lot to me. That's the best way to support the show. And if you want to join the community, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NakedManPod. And don't hesitate to reach out to me at NakedManPod at gmail.com. And if you're feeling lonely this holiday season, call and leave a message at the Naked Man phone line at 747-231-7120. Next time on the Naked Man podcast, I invite a long-lost friend from college, actor, writer, and new mother, Alyssa Klee, to discuss parenthood and the art life. In the meantime, as my dad always says, be sweet. This episode of the Naked Man podcast was conceived by Andy Green in collaboration with Kyle Dickinson. The Naked Man is a podcast hosted, created, and produced by me, Andy Green. All music was composed by Robert Panico, and all graphics were created by Christopher Miles. It should be said that I do not own the rights to A Christmas Carol, nor did I receive any payment for promoting these businesses. Thank you for listening.